Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Anthony Greco. Anthony and his wife, Madeline, shared the gospel in over 40 nations around the world before starting Calgary Life Church here in Canada. Together, their infectious love for people attracts men and women from all walks of life and nationalities, even the younger generations. You can watch Calgary Life Church TV Tuesdays at 12.30 p.m. or Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. And now, Anthony Greco shares how the quality of relationships around us determine the quality of life we have. Let's dive into the message. Well, this uh, survey was done asking people that if they were stranded on a desert island, what one thing would they want? 1% said clothes and accessory. 2% said radio and or TV to keep up on current events. Like, where are you going to plug that in? To a coconut tree? Like a palm tree? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, 3% said chance to spend it with someone they never met but would like to know. What if you hated them? That was my, I don't know. 4% on sports or music equipment. 16% said a Bible. 18% said food. 54% said a friend. And not one of them said a rescue boat. I don't get that. But notice that the number one, by far, if you add the 3% in there, 57%, almost 60% of people recognize that if they were stranded, that they'd want to be with somebody else. They would want to have companionship. And, you know, the saddest thing is in that our biggest cities, we find our loneliest people. And when it also comes to relationships, I think that the curse of Western society and our materialistic world is the shallowness of our relationships. You know, I was so delighted yesterday to go out with these guys and we went and spent a day together. And it was just the beginning of starting to to help people to build deeper relationships. There's something powerful that happens when dudes get together and kill innocent birds. There's a bonding of relationships. You know, (laughs) I'm going to, I am going to get so much, so many emails and so many letters from today's message but I just and listen I welcome them all send me your your hate mail whatever and I and I, I will enjoy as I think about that verse where Jesus said woe unto you when all men speak well of you so I'll just take all of that you know I'll just take that as a pat on the back that I'm doing a good job all right so as today as we start this whole new series you know what we're going to talk about actually is pretty radical it's actually pretty countercultural because it's the exact opposite of the goal of what most people have in life. You know, what is the one thing that everybody is trying to get? They're trying to get independence. I want financial, financial independence. I just got to be me. I did it my way. That's a theme that's woven into our society. And the result is we've never had more unhappy, independent people in history. Because real happiness is not, de- is, not, is not dependent on your independence. It's really dependent upon the quality of the relationships that you have in your life. Because if you had all the money and everybody hated you, you know, it, 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 the quality of your life is really going to suffer. True happiness comes from having authentic, deep, meaningful 
real friendships in your life. Can I hear a good amen? So your quality of life is directly dependent upon the quality of your relationships. So in this next series, we're going to be talking about, you know, how do you find those relationships or how do you turn a bad one around? And, you know, and, uh, you know, and what about tearing off the masks and the, and the barriers? And let's not isolate ourselves, but let's begin to work on putting the ingredients necessary to build those relationships. Because the fact is, we need each other. Tell the person next to you, you need me. Look at the other person and now, listen, look, look back at them and say, I need you. You know what? For some married couples, that's the most intimacy they've had in months. So let me just tell you. All right. So here's the big idea of this morning's message is we need each other. And so I want us to look at the top five reasons of why I need you and you need me. Number one, I need people who will walk with me. All right. These are reasons. Walk with me. Isn't that the first thing that Jesus did when he called his disciples? He didn't say, go and do this for me. He said, come and follow me. Before he commissioned them, he called them into relationship, right? That's why religion is all about doing, but Christianity is all about relationship. As we connect with Jesus and connect with each other. And so he said, let's do life together. God never intended you and I to do life alone. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, there's that verse, it's not, it's not good for man to be alone. And a lot of people, they think, yeah, that's right. That's why you need to get married to resolve that issue. But I can tell you a lot of married people that are incredibly lonely. So marriage isn't an automatic fix to that loneliness issue in life. And so if you're today and you're a single person, you're a young adult, or maybe you're on your second marriage, you're, you're separated or divorced, and you know, you're looking for that relationship. Let me tell you, the best thing that you can bring into a relationship is you at your very best, completely whole and healthy. And we're going to be talking about that in the next number of weeks. And so I'm talking about community right? Talking about the person beside you today. And God wants us as a church to walk together. Well, there's three reasons to walk together. Number one, it's safer, right? You know, how many know what the strategy of a wolf is? He always tries to isolate that one sheep so he can devour it. He looks for the weak. He looks for the isolated one, the young. And we have an enemy. You have an enemy. I have an enemy. And if he wants to devour you to make a mess of your life, the first thing he's going to do is to isolate you. You know, isn't it something that our highest form of punishment in our society today in Canada is, is isolation, solitary confinement. That's the worst punishment. But isn't it sad to know that's what some spouses do to their partner is they refuse to talk to them, to connect them. They're meeting out the heaviest punishment by isolating and freezing out the person beside you. We're going to talk about that. The third reason why, the second reason why we need to walk together, it's supportive. It keeps you from quitting. Have you ever heard the ice bucket challenge? Not the one where you throw water on someone. But uh, they did a study where, <laughs> that's another one. I don't trust people in this place. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, they, they, they took people and they had them put their feet in a bucket of ice cold water and to see how long they could remain there. 
and uh, they got an average. And then they, they, they put the same person in the ice bucket. You know, they put their feet in the bucket of, of frozen water and uh, with ice in it. And then they had just people encouraging them. You can do it. Don't give up. Hang in there. And you know that they lasted three times more simply because they had encouragement. You know what? Every one of us, you and I are all going to go through difficult seasons in our life. And if you don't have somebody standing beside you, just cheering you on, you're going to make it. Pointing you to a dependence upon Jesus. Letting them know they're standing with you. They got your back. Tell you what it's so easy to give up and if you're going to make it in life and if your marriage is going to go to another level you've got to have those lifelines you've got to have someone backing you up saying you're going to make it come on your best days are still ahead that's why we need each other that's why we need to walk together and the third reason why we got to walk well there's an old zambian proverb that says when you run alone you run fast but when you run together you run far come on if you're going to finish your race then you're going to have to run far with a group of people and the third thing, it's smarter because you're going to learn from the team that surrounds you. And so God, to bring solution to the problem of, of loneliness in people's lives, he's created two things. One is your physical family. And the other one is your spiritual family. And so your physical family is limited in time and space. In time while they're living, in space while you're with them. But you know, one thing I've discovered in being in over 45 nations of the world is like, I mean, I love my physical family, but it's so good to know that our spiritual family is not limited by time and space. I'll tell you what, you can go to any corner of the world and if you find a Bible-believing church, you walk in there and instantly you will find warm fellowship and acceptance and find people to connect with. And you know, so God wants you to have both. He wants you to have a physical family that you belong to and you find identity and, and whole, wholeness. And He wants to be part of a spiritual family that's going to last for all eternity. Listen, it's going to last for all eternity. So community is God's answer to loneliness. The Bible is not talking about this meeting, by the way. Hebrews 10.25 says, Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now in the day of His returning, as the day of His returning is drawing near. You know, we think about that verse, and I've heard pastors say, that's why you got to be in church. That verse is not talking about Sunday morning celebration. You know, it's, it's, that's talking about something deeper. Because listen, this, this is the crowd this morning here. Some of you are going to walk in. You're just going to, you know, have a cup of coffee, not talk to anybody. Some people come five minutes late. They leave five minutes early. They just want to get something for themselves. They never build community. And somehow, if you think that you're fulfilling Hebrews 10.25 by just showing up on a Sunday morning, listen, you're robbing yourself and you're deluding yourself because that's not what that verse is talking about. So listen, and you know, you can come to a crowd like this and you can still be very lonely, even though we're quite a friendly bunch. And so look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, because this is the vision. As each part does its work, it helps the other parts grow. You know, I read that and something just, just stopped me right there. It says that as, every, as each part does its work, so as you do your work, it helps the other parts grow. Is it possible that if you are not doing your part, somebody is not growing because they needed what was in you? Think about it. If you've got an incredible gifting in some area, maybe you're just an encourager. 
All right. And you might think, well, I just like to give people hope and encouragement. And you might not value that gifting, but there might be somebody in this place who's just carrying a heavy burden. And if you would have just stood beside them and spoke to them and encouraged them, you would have just helped them to take that step into that new area of growth. But because you just isolated yourself and you wanted to only be a spectator and not a contributor, they never achieved what they were meant to. And listen, isn't that a scary thought? That if I don't do my part, somebody else might not benefit. You know, and so I want, that's why I really believe if we're going to be a New Testament church, then every one of us needs to be fully engaged doing our part because that's how we're going to grow as a church. I'm just preaching the Bible here, everybody. As each part does its work, it helps the other parts grow. So Christ's whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So, you know, you say, well, man, I feel convicted. What should I do? Well, let me give you an action point because uh, if we don't put into practice what we learn, how many know the Bible says that we are deceiving ourselves being a hearer only? If you come here Sunday after Sunday and only hear and you never get engaged, you know what the Bible calls you? Bible, not me, because not I'm such a nice person. I would, I would never call you this. But James, yeah, James the saddest. You know, James, the guy that wrote, you know, counted all joy when you're going through trials and testing and tribulation. That rough, mean guy in the Bible, he calls you deceived. All right, let's move on to point two because that first point was, oh, my action point. What's the action point? Number one, get on team. Listen, join a connect group. Step out of your comfort zone. Do something different. You can watch more messages from Anthony Greco on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every week, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into topic-based playlists called The Weekly Fix. This week, the topic is The Foundation of Love. You'll hear the rest of this four-part series by Anthony Greco and watch episodes from The Leon Show, A Better Us, and The Walk, all diving deep into what the Bible says about love. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O. Corco Plus programming is available to Canadian residents only. Good on time. Number two, I need people who will work with me. God has a plan. He's a plan for you and a plan for me. He's got things for us to do. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do those good things which he planned for us long ago. God's plan for you is bigger than you. Can't be done alone. He doesn't want you to do it by yourself because if you do it by yourself, you're going to be wore out. What I'm so proud about pastoring this church is that we have over 300 volunteers that make this happen. Come on, somebody. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. You know, it's the power of synergy. One horse can pull whatever it was, 500 pounds, and, or probably more, but I'm guessing. Let's, let's say it was a small horse, Italian, a little pony, <laughs> Giuseppe and Pasquale are these two donkeys. And if one can pull 500 pounds, you, put, you think you put two together that they could pull 1,000 pounds, but there's something happens called synergy, and they can actually pull 2,000 pounds. And so when all of us are pulling together, you know you have over 600 muscles in your body, and if you put them all in alignment, you could pull a ton. You could pull 2,000 pounds if all your muscles were in alignment. Could you imagine a church where everybody, you know, just goes through, you know, you know uh, welcome to church lunch in 201 and joins the dream team? 
team and as part of pulling in the same direction. Imagine the impact that we could have in this city. But if you're trying to do it by yourself, what's going to happen is that, you know, you're going to get fatigued and you get tired because community is God's answer to fatigue. If you're tired, it's probably because you're doing life alone. Galatians 6.10 says, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. I need people to walk with me. I need people to work with me. And I need people who will fight with me. Thanks, Janet. I know. Nobody really responded to that because you took one look at me and you thought, yeah, that's like an Arturo Gatti up there. That's like a Mike Tyson. He doesn't need you. No. We all need people. <laughs> Those probably weren't the two best examples. One's in jail and the other's dead. But uh, maybe that's a good example because we're, all, we're, not, we're not called to fight alone. We, we, need to, we, need to, we, we all need people to fight for us. People will stand up and defend. I shared this with the man last night from the movie Braveheart when William Wallace was betrayed and he, he saw the man that betrayed him and he, he was wearing a, a, a helmet so he couldn't recognize him so he chased him down and you know the story if you saw the movie he tackles the guy and he tears the helmet off to see who this guy was that betrayed him and it was his best friend Robert the Bruce. How many remember that scene? And instantly, you know, he just kind of just gave up. William Wallace in the movie just lays down, or Mel Gibson just lays down and gives up and is waiting for, his, for the English to come and put him out of his misery. But his friends came, and, you know, there's two things that happened. One was you never underestimate how much a betrayal or how much a snide remark or gossip or accusation or poor words, you know, can actually just deflate the human spirit of somebody. Your words carry life and they carry death, and you can speak life into someone you can speak life into your kids or you can just crush their spirits you can destroy somebody just by your careless words of criticism and scorn but then his friends came running out and they grabbed him and he just was ready to die and they just lifted him and they carried him to safety where he could recover you know that's the kind of friends that we need in the body of Christ we are famous for shooting our wounded but in this house we've been given the ministry of reconciliation come on and the Bible says that you see someone that's overtaken in a fall shun them and proclaim it from the, pl the pulpit no that's not what the Bible says the Bible says if you see someone who's taken in a fall it says you that are spiritual restore such a one so God is not about judging and chasing people out he's about rescuing those even those that willfully sin even those that are far off God's plan is to bring them back into the fold all right let's keep going look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 let each of you look out not only for his own interests but also for the interests of others you know how many have ever gone on vacation so what do you do when you go on vacation you go to your neighbor you give him a key to your house and you say watch my stuff watch my stuff you know, how many think that's a good thing to do, right? You know, if you see a moving truck pull up, we're not here. You know, you better call 911. But have you ever asked someone to watch, your, watch for your soul? Like, do you have someone that's watching your back, that's caring for you? You know, how many have ever gone to a restaurant with someone and that person has got some spinach stuck between their teeth? Or worse, they have a hanger on her. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, like, what do you do when you're in that situation? Let me tell you what a faithful person does. You know, and my wife and I, we have little signals that I kind of, you know, just little, little gestures so you don't have to say, hey, you have something stuck between your teeth. And it's all, you know, I just kind of, I'm not going to tell you what it is because if you see me do it, you're going to be looking at see what's stuck in her or my teeth. But we have a little signal. And I think that's what a faithful person does. A faithful person tells you that there's something you need to take care of, right? 
That's a real friend. Someone who lets you... Now, an unfaithful friend is someone that doesn't want to tell you and lets you go through the whole meal and leave the table with that spinach stuck between your teeth. You know, that is an unfaithful friend. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry, that's a, that's a faithless friend. An unfaithful friend is the one that lets you go through the dinner and then goes and tells everybody, you should have seen the piece of spinach that was hanging from his teeth. It was awful. That, my friend, is... So don't be a faithless or unfaithful friend. Be someone that's going to be there. What am I saying? I'm saying that. Do you have someone that's, that's watching for your soul? Do I, you know, are you, are you mature enough? When I come off the platform, it means I'm meddling. You know, if you have someone that comes to you and says, you know what, I just recognize there's an attitude, there's something going on in your life, and they address it. Maybe you're drinking too much, right? You're, or you're just, you know what, the way you speak to your spouse is not good. You know, you're doing something. You're, not, you're working too hard. You're not spending time with your family. And, and you know what, you know what most mamsy, pamsy, immature, baby, milquetoast Christians say? You're judging me. You're not supposed to judge. You know, first of all, we are called to judge. Bible says that we are called, and you know what, judging, now if you can understand, there's a whole book in the Bible called the book of Judges. And that book, Judges, is not about condemnation. It's about when God's people were taken captive, God raised up a judge. What did he do? He brought people back into order. He, he corrected their relationship with God, and he brought the peace and the favor of God back on the land. So when you're judging someone, it's not to condemn them. It's to help them to get back into proper relationship with God, to bring health and wholeness back into your life. So you better start judging. And you know what, if you're one of these babies that says, ah, oh, you're judging me. You know what, you just got to need to grow up a little bit and allow people to speak into your life because they care for your soul. Come on, somebody, give Jesus a shout. I had to get you distracted because I didn't know if I was going to make it on the platform in one jump. All right. So who's watching your back? My question is, who's watching your back? Who's watching your back? Do you got those kind of, you don't need a whole lot of friends. You just need a few of them. You need some people that will hold you back and that you're holding their back, right? You know, whose back are you protecting? Do you, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. And so you want to you wanna have that. All right. We doing good? Because we all got blind spots, don't we? So funny, you know, if you study the Johari window, you know, there's, there's things that I know and you know about me. There's things that I know about you and you don't know about me. And there's things that you know about me that I don't know about me. And that's my blind spots. And so that's where we need each other. And that's why, you know, God, you know, usually pairs you up with someone that you need. You know, they say opposites, you know, attract and then opposites attack. Yeah. You single people have no idea. <laughs> you are in for a wake-up. But, you know, you've got to have those kinds of relationships where people actually, you know, they, 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 they know about you. And you've got to be confident enough in your identity and your value in Christ that you can actually accept what they're saying and consider it. Even if you don't agree with it, you know what? Good answer is say, well, you know what? Let, let me consider that. And then I look for patterns. And so, you know, when I, when I and I just, you know, I don't want to get into too many stories because I want to stay on my notes here. But uh, I, if I start hearing there's a pattern, several people say to me Anthony you're a little bit spontaneous and unpredictable and uh, if I hear that from my wife and from the board and from the finance committee and I hear that from my staff and I hear that from all my volunteers I hear that from my kids even my cat told me in a dream then I start to think maybe perhaps there is something to what they're saying I'm not admitting any guilt at this point because 
I mean, mature. All right. All right. So community is God's answer to defeat, right? If one person falls, another can reach out and help. But people who are alone when they fall are in real trouble. Isn't that a great verse? Number four, you're doing good. The short points. I need people who will weep with me. I need people with me in the inevitable crisis of life. This one is personal to me as a pastor because, you know, I... My, my calling is to pastor this church, but I recognize that a pastor can really only properly care for about 35 people. Well, we have over 1,300 people that call Calgary Life Church home. So how do I go about doing that? And that's where I realized that the body heals itself. The body takes care of itself. So my job isn't really to pastor the church, but to ensure the church is being pastored. And I'll tell you how that happens. It's through people being in connect groups, being on teams, being connected, because then there's people that are watching their back. First Peter 3.8 says this you should be like one big family full of sympathy towards each other because you know I need people to weep with me because people go through difficult seasons for example you know there are certain situations in life when you shouldn't go through it alone when you're sitting at the hospital waiting for the outcome of the surgery or sitting in a you know in a doctor's office about to get the report you shouldn't be there alone if your spouse walks walks out on you you shouldn't be alone when that happens when a loved one dies that first night you shouldn't sleep in that house alone there are seasons that you should go through where you need someone who's going to weep with those who weep and uh, here's the here's the you know can i just be honest with stuff like you know the best person that can minister to you is a friend and the best person who can minister to me is a friend. That's where God's going to use, going to use your friends. And when I first got, you know, called into ministry, one of my biggest fears, and, you know, I didn't just, I didn't want to go to crisis calls because I wasn't sure what to do. There's a lot of things that I was trained for in Bible college that just, you know, it just, they were so out of touch with where real people were at, right? I thought I would be dealing with theological issues, you know. You know, are you a dispensationalist? But when you get a call, for example, you get a call where, where the kids have just beaten up the dad, you know, or the, or the husband is punching holes through walls. I was not prepared in my Bible school what to do or someone who's on their deathbed and doesn't know the Lord and the family's praying. You're put in all kinds of situations. And so can I help? you can I just tell you two things that I've learned that have made a world of difference for me number one is you don't need to have all the answers all right but I'll tell you what when people go through crisis most times they don't remember what you said but they did remember that you were there if you will just show up and tell you and I'll tell you what I'll give you the one piece of advice that will help you in every crisis that you're in all right number one show up number two just point them to God two things that you can do all right so connect groups first Corinthians 12 26 says if one part suffers every part suffers with it that means we don't have to have that everything is good it's victory victory face mask on you know oh i'm a christian i don't have any problems listen you know what can we just take the masks off and be honest and be real with each other and that's why it says if one part suffers every part suffers we don't run from 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 crisis or difficult times we embrace them because community is god's answer to despair thanks for joining us today Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Anthony Greco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already and share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.